Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area, and your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seed's website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you. I'm having some fun talking to Jeannie Chilson from Chilson Motors. And we're talking Ram trucks. And there's an awful lot of pride that goes with the Ram truck owners and the technology and the creators of those Ram trucks. And they have a lot to offer. Absolutely. Ram offers anywhere from a 1500 series all the way up to a 5500 series. So whether you're just towing something around town or you need us to customize it for your business or for your work, we have the Ram experts to do so. Ram trucks are so versatile. You can find them working hard to a night out on the town and they fit right in where wherever they go. Absolutely. Ram has worked very hard to create an interior on their trucks that is really a luxury vehicle in a truck. Excellent layout of seating, appointments, and they have really worked hard on the detail of their trucks to give owners a really comfortable, well-appointed driving experience. Ram really looks out for their customers by creating great value in their truck. Absolutely. Ram offers so many different engine options as well, too, from the diesel to the classic V8 Hemi to the new TRX, which has a lot of horsepower. How can we find out more about Ram trucks? You can visit either of our two showrooms, Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Highway 53 in Chippewa Falls or Chilson's Corner Motors in Cadott at the corner of Highway X and Highway 27. Or you can visit us on the web at chilson.com. Remember, let our family take care of your family. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. To kick off your Monday morning, good morning to you. I'm Kristen Smith, along with Joe Welke. And happy May Day, Jill. Happy May Day. Oh, we finally made it. Yeah, we did. It'd be really nice if we actually saw some flowers out there, too. Hey, speaking of flowers... Guess what I did this weekend? You went flower shopping. I did. So the funny thing is, is my mother called me this week and said, do you want to go flower shopping? I'm like, well, yeah, let's go. And she says, no, it's at night. And I'm like, what do you mean it's at night? There's a greenhouse over in Clark County that does a starlit night. Wow. And it's from like six till midnight. And then you shop and the later you stay, the more discounts you get. So what time did you go? Um, we, we got there at like 7.30, but we didn't leave till after 11. <laughs> <laughs> With your cart full, I would imagine. Not too bad. We left some of the plants there just so that, you know, we bought them, paid for them, but then left them there so they can survive this cold snap that we're having. Um, and then my son was kind of bummed because he didn't go with Friday night. So then we hit 11 more greenhouses oh my goodness. on Saturday and we're not done yet. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to try and hit all of them in Clark County this year. So are you going to have any lawn left, or are you just going to plant it all full of flowers? Oh, I'm just going to sprinkle it all over. I think that would be just... <laughs> char- well, you know, it's a little easier on the lawnmower. It is, yes. That, that's what I'm thinking of. It's easier on the lawnmower. I'm sure my husband will just mow it down and make it nice and flat. But, no, I'm going to put them in pots and baskets and buy something at every little place, even if it's candy and food, because... Some of those Amish and Mennonite places, oh my gosh, they can bake. 
Well, absolutely. And you got to have the candy and food so you can go to the next stop, right? Exactly. So we hit a dozen greenhouses in less than 24 hours. Wow. Wow, that's a lot of greenhouses. Anything new and exciting out there for different kind of flowers? Oh, well, you got to go to the greenhouses to see. Okay. (laughs) Well, it is May Day, May 1st, in case you were wondering. Today, it looks like it's going to be a mostly cloudy day and windy. If you're just getting up, you probably hear the wind hitting your house. It is a windy morning out there, but we're at 35, 40 degrees in that range. I know I left Nilsville this morning. It was 35. Up here in Eau Claire, we're at 40. Looking for a high of 50 degrees for the day. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We're a few minutes before 5 o'clock, and if you're just waking up, it is a little chilly out there. Not too crazy, though. Windy, and the deer are out and about and moving. 14 was my count today. It's been kind of a rough winter. I didn't see that crazy many, but... We are up to 14 deer for this morning, so that was a good number. And like I said a little bit ago, get on out. It's May Day, which means we're only a few weeks away from Mother's Day. Got to get out there and get some flowers. I don't know of any more night events, but if there are, you might as well get out there and enjoy it. Customer appreciations, I know for several Clark County greenhouses, they are going to be going on this weekend. We'll have to check into the ones up here in Eau Claire, Jill, see when those will be hitting for customer appreciation days. I better get out there and yeah. uh, do some uh, investigating. She's slacking. I am. <laughs> a few but other things going on in my world. So. Yeah, she will get out there and check out the greenhouses in the Chippewa County area, Eau Claire County. We'll throw her to Jackson, too, right away. Okay. Okay, she's all for it. And it is 5.01 on 104.5 FM WAXX Eau Claire. It's time this morning to check in with some national news. NBC News Radio. I'm Mark Mayfield. The head of Homeland Security says our hemisphere is experiencing its greatest migration since World War II. The president on day one delivered a solution. He delivered immigration reform legislation. Speaking on NBC's Meet the Press, DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas said the Biden administration is trying to work through a broken immigration system by building lawful pathways and eliminating ruthless smugglers. Mayorkas also discussed the expiration of Title 42, which he said the Biden administration tried to end long ago. He said when it ends on May 12th, the administration will go back to Title 8, which is an immigration authority. The civil trial involving former President Trump is set to resume on Monday. Writer E. Jean Carroll testified last week in a New York courtroom saying that Trump raped her in a Manhattan department store dressing room back in the 90s. She was cross-examined by Trump's lawyer who grilled her about why she didn't scream during the alleged assault. Trump's attorneys suggest the 79-year-old came forward after 20 years in order to sell more copies of her 2019 memoir. It's still unclear whether Trump will appear in court. Jury deliberations resume Monday in the trial of the members of the Proud Boys for their alleged role in the January the 6th Capitol riot. Scott Carr has more. Five members of the neo-fascist white nationalist group are facing charges, including the rarely used charge of seditious conspiracy for allegedly not just rioting at the Capitol, but plotting to overthrow the government. Federal prosecutors, in their words, say the five were thirsting for violence and saw themselves as Donald Trump's army. Defense lawyers argue the violence that happened at the Capitol was unplanned and say a conviction would criminalize political protests. I'm Scott Carr. And severe storms are bringing heavy rain and damaging winds to the eastern part of the U.S. Forecasts show flood watches posted for multiple states. The system is expected to move out of the region by Monday. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. 
Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, before we jump into some weather in just a little bit, we closed out April yesterday with rain. I think it rained into the night. It was snowing at my house. Ugh. In you the morning. can keep it. I don't want that down by me. I looked out and I said, are you kidding me? Ugh. Well, let's check in on our rainfall report. I think we got one today. We're not going to talk about that nasty little S word. We're just going to talk rain. We got one from Greg and Dan Colemansberger of Colemansberger Farms in Loyal. They got 3.67 inches of rain in April. They also got around 20 inches of snow. (laughs) The high was 85 on the 12th. The low was 17 on the 2nd. And they have nothing going on in the fields. Yeah, it's pretty well. Twenty inches of snow. I don't part- think they'll be out in the field anytime soon. Do you still have snow in your yard? No, it is all gone. Well, good. At least that's a little bit of a plus. Oh, I know. I'm so happy about that. <laughs> yeah, we. I, I'm done with that nasty little S word. We don't need that anymore. No, we don't. And you know, they say it's three times snow on the. Robin's tail before spring comes. Yeah, I think I, we did it now. I think the Robins are getting a little bit uh, irritated with all this because it's a whole lot more than three times. We actually saw a hummingbird the other day go past our house. Really? Mm-hmm. I thought that was a little early, but he saw it zip on by. Did he have a coat on? I think so. A little stocking cap, little tassel. <laughs> you have to do that, too. <laughs> well, and because it is going to be planting season after it dries up here, I've got a joke for you, Jill. Uh-oh. Did you hear about the magic tractor? I did not. It turned into a field. Oh, nice. (laughs) Nice. Oh, come on. It was corny. That was corny. But, you know, for Monday, it's May Day. We have to celebrate with some fun. Absolutely. All right. Well, we've got your weather. That'll be coming in next right here on Wax. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And taking a look at our morning weather from WEAU Skywar 13 meteorologist. We're looking at a mostly cloudy day today with some wind, a high of 50 degrees. Tonight, partly cloudy, low of 35. Tomorrow, sunshine and clouds with some wind, high of 54. Tomorrow night, mainly clear and chilly, 31 degrees. Wednesday, mostly sunny and 64 degrees. Wednesday night, a few clouds with a low of 42. Temperatures around the area right now, we've got 35 degrees up in Medford. Lacrosse is at 42. Marshfield at 36. Green Bay, the cool spot this morning, 33 degrees. Rice Lake is actually warmer, 37. Wausau's at 35. Madison, 40 degrees. Milwaukee, 37 degrees. And right here in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls Menominee area, we are at 40 degrees. We've got your morning markets there coming in next, and they'll be brought to you by... Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And your morning markets this morning are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance, and Jill, kick us off for the day. Let's start out with our cash livestock. Choice-fed beef steers are 168 to 177, with mixed at 118 to 167. Choice-fed beef heifers are 169 to 180, with mixed at 124 to 168. Choice-fed Holstein steers are 140 to 155, with select and silage-fed steers 87 to 139. Cows are 78 to 91, 
with a top of 114. Bulls are 85 to 117. Butcher hogs are 30 to 62 with sows at 20 to 28. Boars are 10 to 15 with fed market lambs 150 to 185. Feeder lambs are 95 to 260. Ewes are 47 to 155. Small goats are 35 to 160 with medium goats at 145 to 275. Large goats are 155 to 330 and nanny goats are 30 to 265. Thank you so much, Jill. And we're looking over at the Mercantile Exchange. We had your live cattle for June is at 165.47. That's up 27 cents. August is at 163.77, down 7 cents. October's at 167.62, down a nickel. Peter cattle for May is at 210.97. That's down 55. August is at 230.72, down 85 cents. September's at 233.80, down 72 cents. Lean hogs for May is at seventy nine sixty five, up a dollar fifty two. June is at ninety one seventy, up a dollar sixty, and July is at ninety three sixty seven, up a dollar seventeen. Switching over to the Chicago Board of Trade, quiet on the overnight for the most part. Your July corn was down just a penny at five eighty three. July oats up a penny at three thirteen. Beans were unchanged, and July for at fourteen nineteen. July soybean meal was down ninety cents at four thirty one fifty a ton. Your July wheat slipped seven cents at six twenty six. Switching over to the dairy side, barrel cheese was unchanged on Friday at a dollar fifty nine. Your blocks were up three quarters of a cent to a dollar sixty eight and three quarters, and your double A grade butter was down six cents to two thirty five and a quarter. Class three futures April closed out at eighteen sixty two. May was down nine at sixteen eighty two. June down seventeen at seventeen twenty eight. July down eight cents. At 1791, and August was down seven cents at 1868. And then those markets were mixed through 2023. And that's a look at your morning market 16 minutes after five o'clock. And some interesting news today Compere Financial's corporate giving program, the Fund for Rural America, has awarded 123 scholarships to high school seniors across Illinois, Minnesota, and Wisconsin, with 41 students in the state receiving scholarships. Jill, can you help me with some of these names? Well, a few from our area include Veda Goplin from Osseo, Rachel Lard from Cornell, Colton Stibby from Richland Center, and Connor Weltson, Weltsin from Arcadia. I actually interviewed him, so I should know how to say his name. <laughs> and those scholarship recipients were chosen based on their academic achievement, essay writing, and involvement in agriculture and community organizations. Among the recipients, animal science is the most popular major, followed by agriculture business. Each student will get a $1,500 educational scholarship. And this is the sixth year for the scholarship program, which now has awarded 714 students a total of $1.07 million in scholarships. You know, and another cooperative was also, has also awarded scholarships to this year's high school seniors. And that would be Alcivia. They recently presented 25 scholarships of $1,000 each to a group of local high school seniors and collegiate students pursuing that post-secondary education. The recipients from our area include Mariah Creaser from Menominee, Molly Dam from Columbus High School, Amelia Dittman from New Richmond, Alan George from Mondovi, Aaliyah Keating from Augusta, Sophia Cam from Baldwin Woodville High School, Kennedy Kunai from Stanley Boyd, Travis Moulter from River Falls High School, Logan Acero, I hope that's right, from Amory, and Connor Waltzine from Arcadia. 
Alcivia has awarded more than 900 scholarships, totaling more than $465,000 to students since 1989. That's amazing. Congratulations to all those recipients. Yep, good job. It'll really help them with their schooling. Oh, yeah, definitely. And we've got some fun things coming up. Mr. Bob Bosold was down at the Midwest Horse Fair here. What was that, last week or so, two weeks ago? Oh, it was a few weeks ago. Yeah, it was I a know, while. Time just flies. Time flies when you're having fun. And he got a chance to talk to a blacksmither. Now, what is blacksmithing? Well, you're going to have to tune in to find out. That's coming up right here on Wax. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. One of the more popular events at the Midwest Horse Fair has been pretty physical. We got blacksmiths, and Craig Kunk is with us, and Craig is with the uh, Blacksmith Association in the country. Craig, first of all, the difference between a blacksmith and a farrier. All right. Well, first off, blacksmiths encompassed everything. So, like at like in the medieval times, a blacksmith shop was the same as Walgreens is now. You went there to do everything: get a plate, get a lock made, get farm implements, anything that had to do a hoe, a shovel, everything. And then the first sect of the the blacksmith community to break off was the veterinarians and then you had the farriers and it back east a farrier and a blacksmith are still pretty much the same thing but the blacksmiths mostly coming from the word black black iron and they they mostly make stuff and fabricate now and then you then the farriers broke off we call it the world championship blacksmiths because we do work black iron and if you're sitting on an airplane and you're talking to someone, no one knows what a farrier is. But if you say you're a blacksmith, that's all-encompassing. And we do do blacksmithing, so it's not like we're doing it under false pretense. What's it take for these guys to make a horseshoe? How do they start, and what's the process? Well, we start with straight bar stock. And the reason that you make horseshoes is because you got to learn the skill set. And they have what they call keg shoes. And keg shoes, uh, the, the word derived from the predecessor to a cardboard box was if you had anything heavy, you put it in a beer keg or a whiskey keg and you could tip it on its side and roll it up a ramp, you could move it. And so all the keg shoes were hauled in kegs and then they're pre-manufactured shoes. Well, if you, if you uh, don't understand the horse's foot and the total basics of what you do with a horseshoe, what happens is you don't know how to shape them. And it's like, when you learn how to hunt, you target shoot, but no one's ever been attacked by a target. You know what I mean? But you shoot at targets. Well, that's what we're doing when we're making horseshoes, is we're, we're learning skill sets so that we can shape shoes to the best of our ability. Now, the equipment we need, we've got, uh, we've got fire, we've got hammers, we've got anvils, and we gotta be pretty darn strong. Yeah, it's, it's like a, a remedial shoe takes about, just a regular old shoe takes about 500 hammer blows to make. And so you make two shoes at a time, so you have, you have a, thousand, a thousand hammer blows, and you can have a contemporary forge, which is gas, or you can have a coke forge. The coke forge gets it way hotter, about 3,700 degrees, and 2,200, 2200 degrees would probably be working temperature. So... An anvil weighs approximately anywhere from 100 pounds. These are 200-pound anvils, and they're on a 200-pound block. So when it's put together, you have a 400-pound striking surface. Now, when you look at an anvil, the average person look at an anvil, I've seen them a long time, and there's a little square hole in them. What's that? 
The square hole is a hardy hole, and the hardy is the stem. So what you did is everything from making a spoon to cutting something, you put a hardy in there, and that was a top tool that you struck against the hammer. The hardies, you could have, you can go into some blacksmith shops, and they might have a, three of the walls are filled with hardies because you have to have, you almost always have to make a tool to make a tool. So you have to have a different hardy to start on a tool project, and it just it's endless. And like in the original days, if someone were to steal blacksmith's tools, they could just start from scratch and make all their tools. And that was the essence of it. Is it's when Henry Ford invented the assembly line, he mechanized and did the industrial revolution. But the the heart of the industry was an anvil at one time, and then. Basically, we have the end of industrial revolution, but we're having a renaissance area now because we have the TV show Forged in Fire, stuff like that. And so whenever you get away from service, people get pissed, and then they want service. And that's what, like, blacksmithing is people who want to have a special railing for their house and stuff like that. So we are in a renaissance period where blacksmithing is making a big comeback. And I stand here as we stand here and watch these blacksmiths. How many, by the way, these are all guys we're looking at. Do you have many women that are blacksmiths? Oh, it's a huge deal for women. One, women, women, as farriers, women love horses. Men, horses are a means to an end, but women love horses. So 90% of the people I work for are women, and so that opens the market up. There's a lot of women. There's a big influx of women. And it's just one of those deals where where our percentages of women that are getting into this are going up every year. As we look at the equipment they're using, Craig, you know, you got hammers, you got anvils, you you, you got uh, tools to hold the hold the shoe as hot as it is. Is it all standard equipment, or is it like a like a golfer will have custom made golf clubs? Do they uh, weigh the hammers based on what they can swing that many times, or is it all the same? Yeah, they. So, hammers are, they're just like, like Leonardo da Vinci, the, the proportion of your arm is the proportion of the hammer. So, the length of the hammer shaft is, changes for every person. And then, when then the hammer, they might shave a little weight because they want to use that hammer all day long. And so, if it's not the right weight, that's going to shorten what you can do in a day. So, that, it's just like golf. People... And, and they're superstitious. If you think it works, it usually does work. And so people who have a hammer shaft, they will go to the nth degree to keep that hammer shaft alive for the life of the hammer just because it's just custom built. Do these guys ever get carpal tunnel or some of these uh, injuries that we hear about? Oh, no. That, well, that That's all new school. No one gets hurt because we all are professional drinkers. No one here has drank since they invented the funnel so it's like you make the bad man go away by knocking a few beers back and life is good but no there's no whiners in the group and this is a competition and you have a national world competition for blacksmithing yes yes we're we're here this is a regional contest at the midwest horse fair we have the championship at the fourth worst stock shows and then we're going to do we're bringing back the world championship at spruce meadows in september in the fall and they're giving away $136,000 up there to the world champion. So it's going to be a great, great, great event. And that's an international event. How long do these guys do this? Because 
we watch this, and this is a physical, physical thing they're doing. How long can they do this? I've been doing it for 40 years, and there's a couple guys under here that have been doing it for 55 and 60 years. And it's like anything, as much as you want to. Does the steel stock that they make shoes, is it all the same, or... Is some of it softer, some of it harder? What are we looking at? Well, we, what we got is hammers. Hammers are usually made out of what they call tool steel. It's high carbon steel. And the shoes are usually made out of a, 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 a steel called A36, which is a hot rolled steel. And it's mild carbon. Once it gets up to about 2,000 degrees, it works like clay. And so it's really, really an amazing thing. And, and men and women but men are like fire is an attraction you know what i mean so you just you get attracted to a fire like a moth to a flame it's just a great feeling to be able to take out your frustrations on a piece of steel if you ever grab a piece of that steel without your your nipper it gets your attention man you got many scars well everybody every time you fly on an airplane people think you got leprosy because you got you got burn marks on the top of your hands every time they they're almost afraid to talk to you because you, the whole tops of your hands are are burned but you only look at a hot piece of steel one time and it's very quick well that is for sure do they win prizes here and where do these guys come from they're not around the midwest necessarily we got almost every state covered we got canada chile new zealand puerto rico we got south africa and we even got a couple foreigners from arkansas they're probably the biggest foreigners Craig, thank you for the update. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. All right. Craig Turnka, you want to know about blacksmithing. That's it. And when is the world championship out in uh, Calgary? It's going to be at Spruce Meadows on September 6th through the 11th. Boy, something worth seeing if you're going to be out that way. Craig Turnka, again, at the uh, northern end of the world's longest barn, but I'm by the southern end of the world's longest barn today. I'm Bob Bosold. Oh, that was so cute. I... You know, Bob has a knack of just making it fun. He absolutely does. And it's educational at the same time. It was just a blast. I need to ask him when he's going to start blacksmithing. Oh, we need to get him doing that. <laughs> Couldn't you just see him outside pound, know, pound, tapping pound. away? I bet he can make a pretty good horseshoe. I bet you he can. <laughs> well, we're 29 minutes after 5 o'clock. We've got your morning markets. Rocky Olson will be joining us next. So stay tuned, and we've got weather, news, and more markets coming up. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's that time of the morning to check in with our markets, and Rocky Olson joins us now from Premier Livestock. Good morning, Rocky. Good morning. All right. Well, we had a kind of a wet weekend, but it looks like this week is going to be drier. So, I guess you got a busy week. Catch us up. What happened last week and what's coming up this week? Uh, thank you, Kristen. Good morning, everyone. This uh, last week's market shaped up here at Premier Livestock. Busy week selling 3,400 head of livestock. Fed cattle traded strong. High choice and prime Holstein steers, 139 to 156. Low choice and selects, 131 to 138. Choice beef steers and heifers, 157 to 168. Market cows told sold uh, steady to strong. High yielding cows from 88 to $1.15. Most cows, 70 to 87. Market bulls high yielding from 
from a dollar two to a dollar sixteen. Newborn Holstein bull calves continue strong, mostly from one hundred and fifty to three hundred and ten dollars per head. Your beef calves one hundred and seventy-five to five hundred and ninety-five per head. Over nine hundred head of dairy cattle sold here last week, Tuesday and Wednesday. Tuesday we had our special monthly dairy heifer auction. Uh, we sold uh, mostly open heifers from a dollar fifteen all the way up to a dollar seventy per pound. Top open heifers brought thirteen hundred. Top shortbread heifers up to sixteen hundred. Uh, Wednesdays, uh, top cows up to twenty four hundred. Had a top jersey at twenty two hundred, and we sold top springing heifers up to two thousand. This week, Tuesday, special feeder cattle auction, also featuring bred beef cows uh, and beef breeding bulls. Going to be our first beef breeding bull auction of the year. Got some excellent quality registered beef bulls. Uh, lots of other beef breeds represented. Full listing on our website. Then Wednesday, uh, we have three herd dispersals. We're expecting right at 400 head of dairy cattle for this Wednesday. We had a herd of 140 Holstein Parlor Freestall cows, 28,000-pound herd on 2X, 4.4 butter fat with a 125 cell count. They sell on official test, 50 years of AI breeding. Herd number two, we got 35 high-quality registered tie stall cows and all the heifers. Deep pedigreed kind of cows. Heifers are tremendous. Uh, if you're looking for some show-quality heifers, uh, calves or springers, they will be in there. Catalog for them. Uh, first and the second herd is already on our website, so take a look at that. Kemper Jersey's got 25 fresh Jersey crosses, all two and three year olds, parlor freestyle. Uh, like I said, lots of tremendous kinds of cattle, guys. Uh, expecting that big run. That's at 11 o'clock a.m. on Wednesday. Online bidding's available through Cattle USA. Full details at Premier Livestock and Auctions.com. Uh, questions, give us a call at Premier 715 229 2500. And that's how it shaped up, Kristen. Sounds good. Well, it sounds like you've got a busy week, and we'll catch you later with more updates. All right. Thank you. Thank Bye. you. There he goes, Rocky Olson, over at Premier Livestock this morning. And now we're going to swing over to our Skywarn 13 meteorologist, Mike Dandria, and check out our forecast for this week. Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Kristen. Happy May Day. Happy May Day. Doesn't feel like it, though, does it? It will. I'm hoping you're going to change that. Uh, yeah. You know, i got to get the weather machine tuned right. Uh, well, I'm waiting for that. <laughs> well, you know, you know, if you need some tools, I can probably get you some if you really need some. Yeah, you know, it's been in disrepair because overall our winter wasn't really that cold. It's just that it hasn't warmed up too much since, it seems. But, uh, yeah, today, not exactly feeling like May, mainly cloudy. Highs around 50, but winds will be pretty breezy out of the north-northwest, mostly between 15 to 20 miles per hour. We already have seen wind gusts nearing 35 miles per hour in a few locations. Tonight, variable clouds dipping to the mid-30s, still breezy, and that gives way to intervals of clouds and sun for tomorrow. More sunshine a little further towards the west, warming up to the mid-50s. More sunshine in store for Wednesday, getting into the low to mid-60s. Thursday, mostly sunny. Maybe a few clouds roll into the afternoon and could give way to a very isolated shower. Highs still into the upper 60s. And partly sunny on Friday and Saturday. Highs mostly into the mid to upper 60s. And another partly sunny day on Sunday. And highs getting a little closer to 70. But right now, again, we got to just be patient over the next two days. 40 degrees at the moment with an overcast sky and winds. 
12 miles per hour out of the north, gusting at 25. Very good. I think we'll take that. Yeah, you know, I, I worked on fixing it. I think that uh, I think that we should be good around the middle of the week. Hopefully that uh, no more kinks in the system. Well, I mean, do you need a new weather rock? I might need one. Yeah, it might blow away after today. Uh-huh, yeah. If it's brown, <laughs> it's it's dry and dusty and, yeah, windy. Mm-hmm. It's gone. It, so may, maybe that's what happened. We had some wind and it just took the rock. Yep, it, it uh, blew away yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> so now, question, since it is made, do you guys plant a garden? Uh, I don't normally don't, but this year I want to start one. So Okay, so what new crop did the farmer plant? Ah, uh, what new crop? I'm not sure. Beats me. Okay, that one was pretty good. I know. I got you two for two today. I'm doing pretty good. I would say so. I'll have to uh, read up on this and try to not get stumped next week. Oh, come on. There's been times you get me every time. Uh, that's fair. <laughs> I, I guess, you know, twice in one day is, is good enough. Yeah, I'll take that win on May Day. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, you have a great day. Enjoy the weather, and hopefully we'll have warmer days coming. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. There he goes. Our Skywarn 13 meteorologist, Mike D'Andrea, this morning. And your Skywarn 13 weather is brought to you by the Chilson Automotive Group. Check out the great selection of new Rams at ChilsonMotors.com. And that's the weather on Wax 104.5. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's that time of the morning. I see Morgan McCarthy has joined us now. Good morning, Morgan. And catch us up. It's a busy morning for this May Day. What's going on in the world of news? Well, good morning. We plug back into a new week and come out of that weekend with an update. As Governor Evers says, he's impressed with local response to Western Wisconsin's train derailment. 715 Newsroom coverage with John DeMaster in the latest. The governor went to DeSoto on Friday to see the scene for himself. A train jumped the tracks last week, sending two rail cars into the Mississippi River and scattering a few others along the bank. The governor says it's too early to look for blame or talk about more regulations saying the local emergency response has handled the derailment and cleanup well. I'm John DeMaster. Well, early estimates say about 10,000 people showed up to the block party in Madison, but the university says it's still gathering information about the weekend arrest of a Badger football player. Madison police arrested wide receiver Marcus Allen on Saturday for suspicion of being drunk and armed. Allen was one of 44 people arrested at the block party this weekend. Madison police say they found a stolen gun in a backpack, but stopped short of naming Allen in the arrest. The university says it's aware of the situation and is trying to process the information. In other headlines, we look to the political stage. Assembly Speaker Robin Voss says he's hoping that an increased state shared revenue will help communities. Speaking on WISN's Upfront, Voss says restrictions that Republicans are putting on the funding are common sense. Sounded like this. But I want it to be used to expand some brand new service as opposed to making sure the core services all across the state of Wisconsin are maintained and hopefully improved. Voss says he also wants to make sure that any increases to sales tax by local and county governments are tied to approval from voters. As we look to other headlines, we know the DNR is asking for help in tracking chimney swifts. Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources did ask for volunteers to help track the small birds as they are small, unique birds that fly all day long. The DNR says their chittering sounds can be heard starting about mid-April to early May as they do return home from the winter in South America. Their numbers are shrinking, though. By one count, they're down 70% over the past 50 years. You can find out more about that swift count online. We make that click to the DNR website easy when you stop first at 715newsroom.com. And maybe you've hunkered down with a good book lately, or you have one somewhere 
that you just can't seem to find and get back to the library? Well, you have 44 years to get it there before you match this guy. Back to Basics was checked out of the Hopewell branch of the Mercer Library on July 25th, 1979, making it overdue by 1,600 days. A maintenance worker found it recently in a box of donated books. No word on where the book has been or who returned it. Late fees, well, they're 10 cents a day, which would make the fine $1,600. If the library didn't cap its late fees at just 6 bucks. I'm Sarah Lee Kessler. And we turn the page to see what plot twist is in store as we head back to the barn with Kristen Smith, Jill Welke, and your Midwest Farm Report on Wax 104.5. Thank you so much, Morgan. Truly appreciate it, but $6. $6. (laughs) (laughs) I actually had some overdue books. I felt (gasps) really bad. Oh, what was your fine? I didn't, well, I didn't get a fine. I just returned them all. But you know what's bad when the library calls you? And wants their books back. So I obliged and I took them back. Well, that's a good thing. I mean, you have to return them and I'm sure other people, maybe others were looking for them and they're like, hey. I think it was a borrowed book from another library they were looking for. Oh, that could be. That could be. So So the moral of the story is read your book and return it. Yeah. Well, I didn't get a fine. I didn't even get a chance to read the book. That was my problem. (laughs) That happens too. Well, it's that time of the morning. we got to switch over. We see that we've got Jim Lindsay joining us now from the Equity Altoona Barn. Good morning, Jim. And catch us up. How did the sale all turn out and what's coming up? Choice beef steers and heifers, $1.35 to $1.77. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers, $1.35 to $1.63. High-yielding choice and prime Holstein steers, $1.42 to $1.50. Choice Holstein steers, $1.25 to $1.41. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers, $1.24 and down. Top 20% of the cull cows sold from $90 to $1.01. We had a top of $1.07. 60% of the cows sold from 66 to 89. The bottom 20% of the cows sold from 65 and down. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. You too, Jim, and thank you so much for the update. And now we've got Jerry Fitzgerald from the Stratford Equity Barn joining us now. Good morning, Jerry. Well, Kristen, good morning to you and Jill, and happy March for... Oh, it's May 1st, isn't it? <laughs> yep, May Day today. Okay, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, obviously, this isn't going to apply to very few of the listeners, but if you have a good day to have breakfast and go back to bed, but like I said, uh, most of us don't have that uh, that uh, opportunity to do that. So anyway, but boy, it sure is cold, 35 degrees. Ooh. Yeah, we're at 40 up here in Eau Claire. Oh, well, has that warmed up since uh, you ladies have been on the air? Or? Nope, it's been about the same for the last hour. So it's kind of holding steady, but we're looking at a high of 50 today, so that's a bonus. Yeah, there you go, but boy, it sure is a lot of moisture over the weekend, and uh, well, I guess it is what it is, but uh, we'll get through it, but it's sure going to make stuff late this year, I know that. Oh, yep. yeah. Well, catch us up, Jer, what's going on at the Stratford Equity Barn? All right, uh, Chris and I will do that. Good morning, everyone, and a busy week on tap here at Equity Stratford. We'll get underway this morning right away at 10 o'clock with the market auction today. We'll be selling those conventional-type market cows, fed cattle this morning, and also bulls. Uh, baby calves today will be around 11.30. And, of course, uh, looking back a little bit last week, markets are steady to strong, continued good demand on most all classes of livestock. Tomorrow, Tuesday, a very busy day here at Stratford. We start tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock with the hay and bedding auction. 
Uh, also, um, all already on the consignment list for hay, we do have 14 uh, large square bales of alfalfa. Uh, there will be a lot of other hay already for tomorrow's sale. And, and uh, But the big uh, sale tomorrow will be the dairy cattle auction, folks. we got two nice herds for uh, your consideration tomorrow. Number one herd, uh, 80 head of Holstein milk cows with the dry cows and springing heifers. Uh, they're TMR-fed cows, all AI breeding. And, again, these will be sold at 11 o'clock tomorrow. We do have a second herd of, of 35 fancy Holstein cows, milked and tie stalls. They're coming out of Burnett County. So, again, folks, uh, the weather is not going to be just the super greatest. Don't have to worry about field work. So take time out tomorrow. Come over to the sale and good opportunity to buy some good replacement cows. Again, that will be tomorrow at 11. Uh, after the dairy auction tomorrow, we will sell organic market cows along with the conventional market cattle. All that will be tomorrow. On Wednesday, we start about 10 o'clock in the morning, full marketing day, featuring, of course, fed cattle, sheep, hogs, and goats, Baby calves also on Wednesday on our feeder cattle sales at 12.30 start time this week. And, again, uh, do keep in mind these sales are available on Cattle USA. You can watch or sign up and bid on Cattle USA on these auctions. And on Thursday, our auction does start at 11 o'clock, marketing, full market auction with the baby calves. So, Kristen, we've got a big week on tap, and like I said, markets are looking good. Uh, I guess uh, – cheese market's not real good. Dairy futures are, oh boy. But hopefully we'll see some improvement in that too because it's not real good right now. No, but we always have to look at the positive. It's a new week, a new day, and hopefully those markets will come back up. And Kristen, you have a new hairdo this morning? I just put it up in a ponytail today because it's May Day, so I'm trying to think spring. Oh, well, good for you. I mean, it's kind of kind of hard to think spring, though, when it's 35 degrees. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm being optimistic, Jerry. <laughs> there you go, but and your snow is all melted? Yep, my snow is all gone. Now, does the uh, does your husband have your lawnmower already for you to go here? Oh, no, I got banned. <clears throat> Excuse me, I got banned from mowing lawn. Uh-oh, now what'd you do? I scuffed the side of the house. <laughs> uh, we, we won't go there. Uh, okay. <laughs> You ladies have a nice day, and I'll be back here tomorrow morning. Give the folks an update what's happening today. Sounds good, Jerry. Catch you later. Yep. Thank you. There he goes. That's Jerry Fitzgerald at the Stratford Equity Barn. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We're into May as of today, and that means we've got uh, some things that are on our calendar. Of course, planting, maybe harvesting alfalfa later in this month. But what about our pastures? Do we need to attend to those? Dan Undersander is our state forage specialist. And uh, as we get into May, Dan, we uh, see the grass is greening up. Should we give it a little help? Yes, Bob, it depends on exactly uh, how much hay or pasture we need and uh, how we intend to utilize that. The biological principle is that the greatest response to 50 or 60 pounds of nitrogen is that applied right now to pastures if we have less than 40% legume. On the other hand, we have to look at if you do put that on, you're probably going to have more forage than you need. So are you prepared to make hay or bale or baleage a portion of that pasture you fertilized? We've done this for uh, many years. And if you're just going to graze, then you may not need to put much nitrogen fertilizer on because you'll get sufficient growth for your grazing animals anyhow. And you might benefit more from one after the first grazing cycle in maybe June. And uh, certainly the 
the most important one would be the 1st of August. So the only time that I would really consider fertilizing the pastures at this point is if I'm going to make hay off of some percentage of the pastures. Uh, that can be a very economical situation. Do think about 50 or 60 pounds. will give you the maximum forage yield. What you need to think about is whether or not you can use the additional forage that that nitrogen will produce. If you can, it's worth it. And if you can't use it, then there's probably no reason to put it on, and I would just delay any fertilization until after the spring growth of the grass. So again, some more things to think about uh, in a busy spring, fertilizing the pastures. Do we need to or not? Dan Undersander with some things to think about along those lines. Dan, of course, our state forage specialist on our next Grow Alfalfa Update program. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's time to take a look at our markets one last time. On the Chicago Board of Trade, your July corn was down a penny at 583. July oats up a penny at 313. Your July beans were unchanged at 1419. July soybean meal was down 90 cents at 431.50 a ton. Your July wheat was down 7 cents at 626. Country elevators in the area, we've got Golden Plump in Arcadia at 573 for corn. Baldwin's at 548 and 1369. Wheat and Green is at 554 in Connorsville and in Chippewa Falls for corn and 1385 for beans. Durand is at 548 and 1364. Mondovi's at 552 and 1369. Elmwood at 545 and 1369. Fall Creek at 538 and 1344. Osseo's at 567 for corn, 1369 for beans. Northside and Loyal at 572 and 1390. Northside and Arcadia, 572 and 1394. Elk Mound is at 559 and 1374. Sparta's at 563 and 1345. Ellsworth is at 538 for corn, 1344 for beans. Ethanol plants in the area, Boyceville's at 589. Stanley's at 584. New Richmond, 579. Switching to the dairy side, barrel cheese was unchanged at $1.59. Your blocks were up three quarters of a cent to $1.68 and three quarters. Your double A grade butter down six cents at two thirty-five and a quarter. And your class three futures, April was unchanged at eighteen sixty-two. May down nine at sixteen eighty-two. June down seventeen at seventeen twenty-eight. July was down eight cents at seventeen ninety-one. August down seven cents at eighteen sixty-eight. And then the markets were mixed through the rest of twenty twenty-three. And that's a look at your morning markets. We're at 40 degrees right now, looking for a high of 50. It's going to be a mostly cloudy day with some wind. So get outside, enjoy the day. And Jill, where do you go flower shopping for greenhouses? Do you stick around the Foster area? Do you head up to Eau Claire? You head to Clark County, Jackson, Chippewa? Where do you go? <clears throat> well, I haven't been flower shopping for a little while because I was bl- growing my own. Ah. So trying to, you know, save a little money and... When stuff, when stuff doesn't grow, then I'm not so frustrated because I did it myself. There you go. But um, I don't know. I guess I'm kind of open to some new ones. I okay. have gone to the ones around Eau Claire a little bit, but around Osseo and around Augusta is where I like to go to. Oh, I'm going to have to check those out. Those sound good. Yep. Well, maybe we'll make a day of it. Oh, I like that idea. Well, we're at 40 degrees. It's a Monday morning. It's May Day. Alex Edwards is coming in next with the Wax Morning Show. 
You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi. And the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadah. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.